0: This is a true story based on the book, Pioneer Days in the Southwest, written by Emanuel Dubs and his personal accounts found in Chapter 2, entitled Personal Reminiscences. Pioneer Days in the Southwest is a thrilling description of buffalo hunting, Indian fighting and massacres, cowboy life and home building. My name is Emmanuel Dubs. In the spring of 1871, my wife and I joined a mover's outfit in a covered wagon. We traveled with a pair of mules, a small tent, and camping equipment. On our way through Kansas, we grew short on funds, and I found myself in need of work. On August 20, we decided to pull into a frontier town of Newton. We had heard the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad had reached the area, and I could get work grading track. When we entered the town of Newton, we found her citizens wild with excitement, a new panorama of life being unrolled before us. Curious, I pulled my wagon up to the front of the general store. A man dashed past our wagon and yelled out, He's in the store! My wife and I glanced over to the area from which the ruckus appeared to come as the man disappeared into the general store. Another man, seen from the boardwalk in front of the store, motioned to those loitering about to move his way. "'With each motion of his waving hand, he shouted into the street, "'Everyone come see the gunfighter. He's in here!' "'My wife did not want to stay long. "'She, being disturbed by the disorder and the idle chatter of the forming crowd, "'only wanted to stay long enough to buy a few supplies. "'On the other hand, I pointed out to her that this event would be an adventure. "'A story was about to unfold, and I wanted to learn more about this place and its people. "'I handed over the reins to my wife.' "'climbed down from the wagon, crossed over the dust-covered street, "'stepped up to the boardwalk, and entered the store. "'At the service counter, a few men gathered around conversing about a shooting. "'I poked in my head between two of the men, who I took to be drovers. "'The clerk came from behind the counter. "'Did any of you know the gunman?' asked the clerk. "'I did,' said one of the drovers, who stepped out forward of the crowd. "'I rode with Billy Garrett just this month on a cattle drive here to Newton.' The drover pulled his hat up above his brow, leaned forward out of the shadows into a stray sunbeam, coming in the doorway, and pointed to a blood-soaked bandage on his nose. "'My name is Wilkerson,' he said. "'Billy Garrett and my friends informed us on the night previous to our arrival a little trouble had arisen in a saloon, a gambling hall called the Red Front Saloon. The room became quiet and solemn as Wilkerson hobbled closer to the crowd.' You see, my real friend, Mike Bailey, was shot and killed for no sound reason by that no account McCluskey," said Wilkerson. The two men's displeasure with one another developed into a fist fight, with Bailey being shoved outside the saloon and into the street. At that, no account McCluskey followed, drawing his pistol. He fired two lead balls at him, hitting him with the second shot in the chest. All of the men and women in the store stood in silence. Wilkerson's last comment throbbed with emotion as he let the significance soak in. The onlookers watched Wilkerson stumble over to the darkest corner of the room, leading a crush to the wall. He grimaced as he lowered himself into a chair. "'I'm a Texan,' he boasted, and proud of it. Wilkerson sneered once more, leaned forward, and stared directly into the crowd as he tried to intercept the glances of wondering eyes. "'All of us Texans who rode with Mike Bailey vowed revenge against that coward McCluskey.' Wilkerson paused, reclining, breaking loose the wooden joints of his chair. "'Billy Garrett, my gun-fighting friend Henry Kearns, and I went to Tuttle's dance hall last night to settle the score.' Wilkerson sighed with emotion. "'It was there in Tuttle's dance hall the three of us found McCluskey at a table, betting his best hand. He sat next to his friend Jim Martin.' We went over to the bar, ordered some drinks, and turned our backs to the bartender to watch McCluskey from a distance. Wilkerson, in noticeable pain from his wounds, paused and continued his story in a grim tone. When we entered the saloon, I spotted a boy by the name of James Riley standing in a shadowy corner. Riley, an 18-year-old known to be McCluskey's shadow, glared at me. To test the boy's will, I placed my right hand over the shouldered handle of my colt. Riley smirked at me, flipped his duster back, exposing both of his guns. He wore them low and kicked out, the way a man wears a piece when he knows how to use it. Wilkerson paused, nodding his fingers around the arms of his chair. To everyone's surprise, out of nowhere appeared a man by the name of Hugh Anderson yelling in the direction of McCluskey. "'You're a cowardly son of a gun. I'll blow the top of your head off,' screamed Hugh." Wilkerson's next words turned his face shiny with bliss. This disturbance caused Jim Martin, sitting next to McCluskey, to jump out of his chair. Martin now stood between McCluskey and Anderson. Hugh pushed Anderson aside, drew his revolver, discharging one cartridge into McCluskey's neck. McCluskey tumbled to the ground as the barrel of Anderson's cocked weapon moved squarely in line with Jim Martin's head. "'Martin froze as the hammer from Anderson's pistol clicked on a misfired round. "'A somber, breathless calm hung over the room "'as the company of listeners was fully absorbed by Wilkerson's story. "'You could hear a treacherous throb in Wilkerson's voice. "'The room went silent with Anderson's misfire. "'Anderson and Martin stood in the center of the room.' McCluskey rolled over the ground, holding his neck, gasping out a groan when two more bullets from Hugh Anderson's pistol splattered into McCluskey's back. A large sigh of discontent sounded over the room as Wilkerson continued the story. I looked again in the direction of James Riley, partially hidden in a pall of smoke. Riley, with both six guns pulled, fired off several rounds in my direction. The first of Riley's rounds caught Hugh Anderson's right leg. The second bullet hit me in the side of my nose. The force of the round swung me in the direction of Billy Garrett. I noticed Garrett through my blood-filmed eyes and managed to get off one round before two more of Riley's shots hit Garrett in the shoulder and chest. Pulling my revolver from my holster, I shot in the direction of Riley, who had moved to the center of the room. Riley took careful aim at Jim Martin and shot him in the neck. Riley let off three more rounds in our direction, one of them hitting me in the leg. The second one struck Henry Kearns, and the third caught a bystander by the name of Patrick Lee in the stump, a Santa Fe Railroad brakeman. Wilkerson took a short break from his story and took in a deep breath. I was lying on the floor when I witnessed Jim Martin opening the door, holding his neck and stumbling out of the saloon. With both of his colts empty and his enemies on the floor bleeding, injured or dying, James Riley simply walked away from the saloon, stepped up over Jim, lying in the street, and left. I glanced into Wilkerson's eyes. From where I was standing, I could see the facial expressions of a spent man. Tired and weary, Wilkerson reached for his crutch and pulled himself up from the chair. The small crowd, now quiet, opened a lane for him to pass. One gentleman in the crowd whispered, A no-good man like that should not be in this town. Wilkerson, without purchasing any groceries, did not look back and hobbled out of the door the crowd inside the store moved to the window, catching a last glimpse of Wilkerson crossing the dusty street and entering the saloon. "'Well, what'll it be, mister?' asked the clerk, standing next to me. I glanced at the clerk and said, "'Nothing. My wife and I just arrived and was curious about the disturbance. She insisted we not stay long. We are just leaving town. The bell in the door dinged twice.' Once leaving and closing before I boarded my wagon headed for Hutchison to grade track for the Santa Fe Railroad Company.